You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This week on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, we're going to be having a wonderful conversation with my friend Todd Weatherly. Many of you have been scratching your heads and asking, we've been getting people writing in, We've heard a rumor that Dan Duvall is coming to Australia. When is that happening? And I'm going to just go ahead and give you the answer right now. You know, we've been talking about it and moving dates around and figuring some things out. But as it stands, we will be doing a conference in Australia, in Adelaide, at the end of February, starting on probably a Thursday, but we still have to work out the details. It would be like Thursday the 28th of 2019 and then Friday, Saturday, March 1st and 2nd. And um, all of the details about the conference and the focus points and everything else, we're still brainstorming and and seeking the Lord exactly on how this is all being framed. But I'm very much looking forward to hanging out in Adelaide again. And so... Uh, really, really something to look forward to for those of you that are in Australia, and hopefully some of you will be able to drive in or maybe fly out and, and see us. Now, I will be bringing my wife. So for all of my friends in Australia that have not met my beautiful wife, Christian, uh, she will be with me. And with that said, we are in the midst of the Bride Tribe Retreat right now. And so this podcast is going out as we are meeting. Again, if you said, when I said Bride Tribe Retreat, Wait, I didn't hear about that. You need to get to the Fireplace Church because we only give out the details of community building exploits at the Fireplace Church. And by the way, we're about to launch a whole new uh, community building endeavor early 2019 through the Fireplace Church. And so if you want to be trained, if you want to be equipped, if you want to meet like-minded individuals, if you want to get hooked up, we we are not giving up on this at the Fireplace Church every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so with that said, I want to say thank you to all of our beautiful, beautiful supporters. You guys make this possible. We are building a school. We run a church. We support survivors. We are saving up to build safe houses and uh, short-term housing. We... Uh, are creating, you know, all kinds of teaching, training, putting out materials as prayer resources uh, to anybody that comes to our website, maintaining a web presence that is not cheap and is only ever expanding more and more. Folks, you are making all that we are doing possible. And so I want to say thank you. And for those of you that really believe in the mission of Bride Ministries, what we're working on, what we are building towards, just go to bridemovement.com. So into this thing, man. Uh, We have a donate page. You can write us at P.O. Box 835-661 Richardson, Texas 75083. That's our P.O. Box. We get wonderful letters in the mail. If you you just want to give us a handwritten card and say, hey, just wanted to let you know I'm out there. I mean, we receive that kind of stuff, guys. Thank you. And uh, with that said, if if you have a friend that doesn't have the book Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth, by the way, uh, shameless pitch, look, this book has really given so many breakthroughs. And we have heard so many testimonies from this book. If you are a follower of this podcast and you don't have it and your community doesn't have it, you know, 
bless somebody. This book is not priced to make money for us at all. It's priced so that you can get it inexpensively and put prayer resources in the hands of yourself and those around you so that you can begin to bust demons upside the head and see the kingdom at work in your life and demonstration. And so, look, uh, that I just wanted to make a brief announcement for that. Thank you for the 108 of you that left reviews on Amazon. I would like to see that book continue to climb in reviews for all the testimonies that we get back. But, you know, for those of you that helped us to get over that 100 review hump, thank you. With that said, we're going to get right to the program. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, get ready for another incredible, awesome podcast on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. I have my good friend and uh, buddy, Todd Weatherly, on the podcast today. And he is one of the founding leaders, along with his wife, Rachel, at Field of Dreams. And their church is in Adelaide, Australia. I love Adelaide, Australia. I am looking forward to going there in another few months or so. Um, Todd is a prophetic leader in the body of Christ. He is big on several things, and one of them is getting actual manifestation and breakthrough to people. Todd, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be with you again. I think this is time two or three. I can't remember. You know, neither can I, but I do know that the last time you came on, we had a really good time. And we were talking about angels. Yes, yes, and we need them. They're our helpers. Talked about faith. You know, I love your preaching because you are logical and funny. <laughs> and this is a beautiful combination, Tom. Really. <laughs> well, I, God's the funniest person I've ever met. And uh, uh, yeah, no, we have to have humor, don't you? I mean, someone once said to me, you've got to laugh or cry. And uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather have a laugh. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. We had a good time last time. Last time I spoke to you, we were up in the country. We were in our property. And now mm-hmm. we're in, in the city now in our new, our new premises that we've just moved into. So. Well, yes, you, you guys just moved into a new facility. And yes. one of the things that we were talking about before we jumped in to record is the idea that you are walking out a Kairos time in your life and ministry, that, that a lot of prophetic words are converging on one yes. season. And I want to open up with that idea. First of all, what is a Kairos time and what does that mean? Kairos, you've got Kronos, which is uh, tick-tock, tick-tock. You know, it's 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. It's, it's numeric. Uh, the year such and such, but Kairos is a special quality of time. I I would say convergence is a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Um, Tipping point, critical mass, when a lot of things converge, a lot of different factors. And um, we, uh, I'm really fascinated with, with how our personal quality or lack of quality decisions actually partner in with the sovereignty of God or the pre-planned will of God. And, and, and we're in a place where, um, I mean, I'm just, just by the numbers at the moment. Now, you can't make this up. I, I, I use that saying a lot. It is a cliche, 
it's well it's worn out now but there's there's truth is stranger than fiction um what not just around the purchase of our building but we know that uh well i had a just you know i, I have encounters obviously we've talked about that before but i remember uh, some years ago i you know was out in the spirit and i just i, I saw this three sevens jump up in the air and it was almost like, I've, I don't play the, the one-armed band at the poker machines, we call them in Australia. I don't know what, slot, I mean, you call them slot machines, I think. It looked like three numbers came up. And uh, before people get offended about gambling, I'm not, I'm not putting that out there. But I saw these numbers, I'm like, wow, and I saw the three sevens jump up. So <clears throat> it's really interesting because of what's been happening in and around us this year has been staggering. So seven, as we know, is... Uh, completion perfection and rest divine completion perfection rest yes. i think our, our bodies uh the, the cells reproduce them or replace it themselves every seven years obviously seven days the sevenfold spirit of god the, 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 the color spectrum it's a profound number so in regards to kairos this stuff it says it's, it's the glory of god to conceal a matter it's the glory of kings to seek it out so uh, just some things i'll quite often uh you know, in the morning we get up, and I might have said this last time, but uh, when we first wake up, we've got you get your coffee, and then you hold your coffee, and then you stare for a while before you can talk. Okay, so you got to be careful that people don't talk to you too energetically before you've actually had that quality stare time, and then then it's almost like you're pulling in that caffeine through osmosis, um, and then like I said, my wife and I will start to talk about things, and then <clears throat> we were looking at some of the numbers, and we're like, oh my gosh. So we've had such a crazy breakthrough this year. And I thought, that's crazy. Now, what I was thinking of, and the Lord directed us to this, I became a Christian at 18. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I got, oh, I say disillusioned with some stuff. I backslid when I was 25 for three years and uh, walked away from everything. I um, highly don't recommend it because then you've got to allow the Lord to walk with you to clean up your mess. So, yep, forgiven instantly. Um, God's plans doesn't, don't change. The giftings and the callings of God are without repentance. But still, you know, you just don't roll the dice like that, please, anyone out there. So I was thinking, that's really interesting. So I go, so I'm 49 now. And so, so I, when I came back to the Lord when I was 28, I would have read the Bible four to eight hours a day. And something happened in my spirit, and I couldn't get my head around if you command the mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, this things you say will come to pass, you have whatever you say. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for, when you pray, you must believe you've already received them and you'll have them. Mark 11, 23, 24. I had such insane breakthrough. It just feels like spiritually I sort of graduated by bar mitzvah or I became a man. I, I don't know, but I was 28. And I went, wow, that's four lots of seven. That's interesting. And I'm 49 now. That's three lots of seven to go. That's crazy. Wow. And I've been married 14 years. That's two lots of seven. And I'm 49. That's seven lots of seven. And all these numbers are coming at me. Um, not, just that, not just that, but obviously next year, Jubilee. So I'm expecting some pretty big things. <laughs> but um, but there's, there's some really crazy stuff. And I'll probably just jump into the numbers to start with. Yeah, and I can I can back engineer some things because I want to talk about cycles and uh, the time space continuum and all that. <clears throat> but this building came up, and um, 
what's interesting, and I'll, I'll take, give you a walkthrough a little later, mm-hmm. but years ago I had a, I, I had a vision about, um, about a church and obviously I was meant to plan it. You know how you have an encounter, you have a vision with the Lord and then some, sometimes there's a direct message but implicit in the encounter is a communication. Well, implicit was that I saw this church and I'm like, wow, this is cool, the power of God's there and, and I saw it and, uh, um, and so I planted the church by faith. And, um, but when we moved into the building this year, uh, our new building, and I'll explain that in a minute. Um, I was like, oh, this is the, 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 the week before we moved in and I spoke to all the leaders because the, the people who sold us the building were very, very gracious and they let us meet here before it's officially ours. And I spoke with all the leaders and I went, oh, my gosh, this is the place I saw uh, over 11 or 12 years ago. I think 12 years ago. This is the place I saw in the vision to plant the church. So we'd moved into the building and that was the vision I saw 12 years ago. That did my head and it was great. <coughs> so the other thing too is that you, you obviously know Adam Thompson and Adrian Bill. They do the divinity code. Yeah. Um, and I was asking the question after all these things happened. Now, Joseph, I think he, Joseph had his, his dream about, you know, him ruling and everything bowing down to him when he was 17, I believe. And I said to Adam, what does 17 mean? The number 17, and he said, it's the seventh prime number, so it's the amplification of the meaning of seven. And I believe that's when the ark rested. I think it was 17, uh, the 17th of of some month, I can't remember. And that's really crazy because what happened is that we, this they said expressions of interest. And so I prayed and the Lord said, I want you to offer 1.7 million. I said, okay. And so uh, we put in an offer for 1.7 million. And this is where it gets crazy. So seven being divine perfection, completion and rest. Uh, 17 being the seventh prime number. Um, And then what happened was, is that I put in an offer for 1.7 million for 17 Augusta street. Uh, Um, it was the, the 17 Augusta Street. They officially, they officially accepted our offer on the 17th, and then uh, on the on the on the first of the seventh, 17, which is 1717. You guys do it the other way around, and it was the year 5777, the Hebraic calendar. When I planted, the, my son was born when the church was planted, and my daughter was born when we had outpouring. And when we purchased the church, my son was 10, my daughter was seven. And um, then the next year, our finances were officially confirmed on the 17th. And then I think our first service was the first of the seventh. It was ju- and then you go in there and archways, golden archways, you see it as 17. Um, and obviously, and it was our seventh building because we used to rent and leave. Oh, what a nightmare. <clears throat> so what the way I see it, it's a glitch in the matrix. It's a glitch. It's, it's a, Things aren't what they seem. And God's saying, look, you know, I really want you to walk by faith here. Um, faith is the only real way to live. It's not like, you know, throwing, throwing a penny into the bottom of a wishing well and hoping something happens. People get hope and faith mixed up all the time. We touched on that last time. But some of the things that the Lord showed me, and then on top of that, uh, now I'm just, I'm, I'm just testifying. I'm giving you some anecdotal stuff, and then I'll give you some explanation mechanics later. <clears throat> so we were, so Daryl Crawford Marshall and Belinda, Daryl's been on the show before. And basically 
at the end of last year, he, f he felt really settled in his house. And I was in Bali where you got married. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and so what happened was with Daryl, um, he felt an angel come and say, hey, I'm going to help you move house. You're going to move house. So you go, okay, this is, this, this is great. So I'm in Bali. He's in Adelaide and he's starting to look for houses unbeknownst to me. But he'd felt so settled and happy in the house he was in. So all of a sudden, I'm in Bali in like a week or two. He said, God, show me I'm going to move house. And um, he went and bought a house. Like within a couple of weeks, like it was so crazy. It was so crazy. I'm going, dude, that's, that's, really, that's really crazy. That's, uh, how did that happen so quickly? And there was a grace on it. So, so then I, I sought the Lord. Um, and I was living in a house I wasn't completely happy with. Apart from being on a ley line, uh, <laughs> to say the least, um, basically I started to seek the Lord and, and, and I, I, I felt that he wanted us to start packing our house up by faith. Hmm. And I wasn't, I wasn't, what was crazy is I'd been sort of murmuring and complaining as opposed to decreeing in faith. I said, oh, I have to leave this house, I'm over it. So here I am, I'm the one talking about it for months and months. Daryl's happy. And he's the one that gets the move. And I'm like, what's going on? So we packed our, we packed our house up by faith. Yeah. What about me, Lord? <clears throat> I was having the best pity party you could imagine. So, we, so, so the, the word of the Lord came to me, and it was Nehemiah's wall. And it was, it was about the 52 days. And God doing a supernatural work of supernatural grace of restoration. I'm like, that's a good word. I had a visitation. Uh, uh, I was at the, uh, the Grand Hyatt in Nusa Dua. It's a great place to get visited by the Lord, trust me. And uh, between the beach and the swimming pool is awesome. So I was on my annual leave. Anyway, um, so what happened was we, 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 someone generously offered for us to buy land off of them we could build, and we're looking forward to building. And this is where it gets crazy. Um, you, you know, I'm apostolic, and there's just like I've got an artistic background, but maybe the last maybe seven or eight years, I'm obsessed with architecture. I'm obsessed with form. I'm obsessed with building. I'm obsessed with how things work, symmetry. Uh, uh, the, you know, I, I just love it. I, I look at a building and I'll just, you know, I, I, it, 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 so many different elements. It's not just livable zones, but there's atmosphere. There's, there's places you can engage. I mean, obviously, like for me, is a house is not just a place for my kids to grow up and have do family, but it's a glorified prayer closet. And if I can, <coughs> if I can open up, if see that heaven's open in that place in a nice place with nice views, you know, all the all the better. So for years, I thought that I was going to build a house. So I designed a house, very specific design, very architectural, not off the plan, not generic, not you know, not a big a big brick veneer box with a few rock walls to just break it all up. It was very specific. Anyway, so we, we'd packed our house up by faith. This is where it gets crazy. My wife saw there's a, there's a real estate site in Australia, realestate.com.au, and um, I should get a kickback from that, shouldn't I? Um, and so it's the main real estate site that there is. And then she goes, oh, look at this house. This looks interesting. And I looked at it. I went, yeah, I, that looks really, yeah, okay. Why don't we look at the open inspection? So we go to the open inspection, and the open inspection... It was, I would say, in, in, 
in the US language Fahrenheit, it would have been 110 degrees, really hot. In a 30 minute, in a 30 minute open inspection, there were over 150 people went through. We found out on the website, it was the busiest open inspection in South Australia that week. The, <coughs> the, um, the, uh, the agent said, it's the busiest, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I keep doing that because there's messages coming up. It's the busiest uh, inspection he can remember for years and years, 150 people in 30 minutes. And it was the most viewed uh, property in South Australia that week. So <clears throat> you, you, I couldn't just walk into a room and look at a room. You were waiting in a line in the hallway, waiting for people to come out so you could squeeze in. <clears throat> and I went, wow, this place is different. Like, I, I really like it. This is where this is this is where everything changes. So there was a there was a, was not advertised, but the property is unusual. It actually is two story, five bedroom, and it's got a completely self contained studio, family room, or whatever at the back of the property that's connected by a breezeway, and it's all built around a, a large swimming pool. We went right down the back, and we're going, oh my gosh, you can see right. You, not only can you see the coast. You can see the city. You can see right into downtown, right the, the central business district. You, you're looking, you're going. How come this wasn't advertised? This is this is a major selling point. So we went back, and so that night I was in my other house. So, you know the whole whether I was in the body or out of the body. I don't know. I was definitely out of the body. <laughs> that night I went back in the spirit to the house. I sat in the back room and a hole in the wall opened up. I saw through the wall, I saw the center of the city and the Lord said to me, this is a high place I have for you. Uh, I've hidden it for you. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm just, and I'm like, it was, it, was, it was so vivid and I just came out of that encounter. The next day I said to my wife, I hadn't even put it in off, I said to my wife, it's, I think it's ours, this is our place. Um, and she goes, why? And I said, well, I went there last night. The Lord says, I've hidden it for you. This is your high place. And she's like, great. So, so then my heart started to get invested. Now then before we, we went to a second inspection three days later, but this is where it gets crazy. I, and I've said that a few late, a few times, but it just, it is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, the house pretty much. It's floor to it's it's double brick, so it's built like a bomb shelter. Floor to ceiling glass in most rooms. V amazing views everywhere. Amazing views, and um, basically, um, thanks, mate. I'm doing something, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> amazing amazing views everywhere. It was north-facing, floor-to-ceiling glass, built around a swimming pool with different living zones. And I looked at all the designs I've been doing for about four or five years, and it's exactly the same. And the Lord said to me, your spirit thought you were, you know, you thought for years you were designing a house you're going to build, but your spirit was picking up the house I'd always built for you. And I'm just like, I mean, I've got, I've got a bit. So my spirit was picking up the house God had built me. And then we started to look at the, tire, uh, uh, the details. It was built a few months before I was born. Views of the city, views of the coast. We literally have 
we literally have koalas walk up to our house. I've put it on Instagram, ko- koalas with a, with a baby on its back. Uh, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like you, you, we call it bush, but it's, you would call it a forest maybe, but it's, it's, it, it's in the eastern gate of the city in a, in a hill overlooking the city in a forest. With, it's crazy. But what that did, that really freaked me out because I, it was like a glitch in the matrix. Like God had always had that for me and my spirit picked up on it. So we put in an offer. Long story short is that we, ours wasn't the, 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 the highest offer. And they, I got a, rank, a call back from the agent. He said, the owners want to sell it to you. If you raise your last offer by $5,000, it's yours. When does that ever happen? And we did. And it was ours. I know. I know. So, so I want, you, I want to give you a hug right now. I'm <laughs> so happy for you. Like, all right. So you're telling me, you're telling me that you get a new building for your congregation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a new building for your house. That's your family. Mm-hmm. And both are incredible and amazing. Supernatural mm-hmm. details are following both. There's all of these numbers, not to mention Daryl's also getting a new upgrade on his situation. So everyone's happy now. Like, as we are opening up this new season of influence, um, wow. Well, well Daryl, so, so my, build, my house is in a high place. So mine's due east of the city. Daryl is south of the city. My house is in a high place. His house is in a high place. His is architecturally designed. Mine's architecturally designed. His is floor sitting glass with with views from the east to the west. Same with mine. That's all. They're so similar, but this is where it gets goes to another level. He's got a kidney shaped swimming pool. I've got a kidney shaped swimming pool, and we go, Lord, what is going on? So he spoke to me about that, and I started to do some research, and your. Uh, uh, when you, it's very hard to calibrate the supernatural other dimensions with the natural, but they do interface. So the kidneys are connected to the adrenals and the adrenals are connected to the anointing. So God is actually, God is actually speaking to us about the power of God through the apostle and prophet. And these are just, these are crazy signs. They're just signs. And, uh, uh, it, it's blown our mind because I mean, it's the goodness of God and, uh, Obviously, we weren't just sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves on a couch, wondering that hope one day God would break through for us. We were obviously walking in the spirit and contending, but but I just with all those sevens, with all those seventeens, uh, I've actually got uh, you know still on the the designs that I've designed the home and the design of the home we live in. It's a spectacular home, and because you start to realise that. The spirit world is the parent realm. It's the parent realm. If you can receive from there, if you can move things there, the natural has to follow. This is a fallen realm, but we're called to live from that realm to this realm. And it's like, that's where it's an adventure. It's actually really, really fun. And so, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, so, so let me, if you're okay, if I can talk about some wheels. Do you like do you like do you like wheels? I like wheels. No, yes. that's, a, that's a that's a funny statement. <coughs> Ecclesia, Ecclesiastes. It says Ecclesiastes twelve six. It says, "Remember your Creator before the silver cord is loosed, or the golden bowl is broken, 
or the pitcher has shattered the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and God will, re- and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. So you go, that's really bizarre because a, a, a quick synopsis: the man who, who had access to heavenly wisdom, Solomon. He, it was interesting because in that book, the key phrase is under the sun. And it's always talking about the natural realm. He said, you know what? You can bombard your five senses and indulge in every hedonistic pleasure, every you know, sense of achievement, but it's all vanity under the sun. But then he starts breaking into, the, into, into metaphysical realities. And he says, you know, when you die, when you die, because we think it's, it's just, you know, poetry or prose or it's hyperbole. Or, but but, but we, we, we undersell the half isn't told. When we read the Bible, there's so much more literal, supernatural realities than we realise. So when we die, there's a silver cord loosed. Now, for those who've done the old astral project, which I don't recommend, um, they look back and there's a silver cord connecting their spirit with their body. But then it goes on, the golden bowl is broken, the pitcher shattered the fountain, the wheel boat broke at the well. Why is there a wheel broken at the well? And I'm going, that's so weird. And I started to investigate this. And um, I'm going, why, why is there a wheel broken at the well? That seems like a, just like a nice little, you know, footprints in the sand, hallmark sort of a statement at the end, you know, it'd be, you know, read at a funeral. No, it's a lot more. There's an actual silver cord. A wheel is actually broken at the well. And I started to drill down on this and do some research. And then I, 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 then I, I kept getting drawn to Ezekiel's vision. And he goes and talked about the vision of the four living creatures. And he talked about the spirit of God. He talked about this wheels. Awesome. Their, their rims were awesome. They're so high. Their eyes all around within. They described a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. Like, then it said that the wheels and the living creatures, they went as the spirit of God directed them, but they'd never turned left or right. I said, well, what does that look like? And then it's like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. It looks like an atom, the smallest physical component. Yes, there's subatomic, there's quarks. I understand all of that. But, but I'm going, is it possible that the smallest physical component in the natural world that we're able to observe, barely observe, is that what a wheel within a wheel within a wheel is? Because you, you, it's always spinning around. You've got your, your, your uh, uh, neuron and electron and all that sort of stuff. And it's spinning around, but it doesn't ever look like it's turning to the side. It's just moving around like that. And then, and then I, as I, I was meditating on this, I'm going, this is crazy. And I believe, and I'm, I'm, I'm postulating this. Uh, and when I, I, I'm very careful with my language because this is the glory of kings to seek it out. I mean, I'm all for the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, you know, virgin birth, and son of God, sinless and born. Look, I'm all for that. But we're actually meant to seek out mysteries. I mean, come on, church, let's 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 step up. Well, I don't know. That's you know. I heard the other day, sort of. Well, that's not in the Bible. Well, you're not in the Bible either. So, but you exist. Um, <laughs> obviously, when there's when there's things, <laughs> obviously when there's things, obviously when there's things that um, that contradict biblical realities or, or, or principles. Well, that's no totally different. But there's, it says that Jesus did many other signs that you know were not you know written, and uh, all, all the books in the world couldn't contain them if they were if they were um, scribed. So I'm going, wow, that's interesting. And then I, then as I, you know, there's something about asking, you will receive; seeking, you find; knock, and it will be opened. And we can just through focus, if we learn to focus and not 
have the attention span of a goldfish, you know, like we can hold a focus for a period of time, just looking, God starts to answer because we just think, look, I'm going to pray. God, show me something. And then we go and watch Netflix, you know, right up. Like, it doesn't work like that. You hold something in your focus and the spirit of God will start to reveal. And I believe I'm postulating is that wheels within wheels within wheels are massive. And there are wheels in our life that we would consider them to be cycles but they're actually wheels. History is cyclical. History repeats itself. If you, have to, if you have a look at what's happening in society now, especially America, there is a spirit of antichrist manifesting within a Trojan horse of neo-Marxist postmodern ideology. Okay? But there's nothing new. It's a cycle coming around. Um, and uh, I won't get into that. That's a whole other segue. <clears throat> but when you, as you get older, you realize there's cycles in your life. And so what happens is that some people are on good wheels. Some people are on bad wheels. Sometimes when people they have a sickness that reoccurs, it feels like their life's circling the drain. When you go, but, but the wheels are of God because I found that, that, that things that you thought, I thought I dealt with this 10 years ago. How come this is happening again? Or, What's going on over here? This is crazy. And something comes around, and I believe part of it is the grace of God because there's something that's happened in our life. We might not have probably dealt with it the right way or properly, right? And then it comes around. We miss it. We don't recognize it. Then you go, oh, what was that about? And then a year later, five years later, it comes around almost identical. And God says, now, you know what to do. This is really important because it, it, it shows you the cycles in our life. I mean, you've got lunar cycles. You've got, I mean, there's cycles everywhere. I won't go into, into the obvious. The children of Israel wandered around. Uh, it could have been such a shorter journey. But when we recognize, so, so when we die, a wheel is broken. And so when we went through this building, this is where it just gets crazy. <coughs> before, just before this, before we landed this building, about a year and a half before, I had a vivid dream that we were in an Italian club, the Italian club building with our church members was about to collapse. And I led everyone out of there. It was orderly. It was like a fire alarm type deal, like a fire drill. Everyone left orderly and the whole building collapsed like this. Well, what happened was at the time that our church was in an Italian club and it was an urgency. We have to look for a new building. We need a new building. So we, we started seeking God. And then we found in the same area here a very similar building, but it was a rental, not a buyer. And it was in the Eastern Gate. And I had a visitation about it. Daryl had a visitation. It was quite, quite crazy. Um, and so we go, this is, we, this is amazing. We, we, this is incredible. We're going to be in the, in the Eastern Gate of the city. It's in a very affluent precinct. It's, it's next to downtown. It's, it's amazing. So... Then on the hush-hush, what was, what was really, really incredible, and I mean, they wouldn't mind me sharing this because I've shared this publicly before, but we're like, oh, we put in an offer. And they said, yes, they'll take it. And there was, we were negotiating the, the, the lease agreement, the rental. And then just as it happened, we found out, oh, my gosh, Daryl, who's, who's, who's an elder church, him and his wife, they were, uh, uh, um, they were trying for another child. And it's like, oh, Belinda's pregnant. So we find this building. And Belinda's pregnant. This is incredible. And I'm saying, God, speak to me. Do you want me to have this building? Do you want us to have this building? And you know how God sometimes, 
he answers you in a in a he's uh, uh, um, he doesn't ask you were asking the wrong question. God, do you want me to have this building? And he goes, it's not about the building; it's about the territory. Mm. And I'm like, okay, okay, it's about the territory. I had a throne room encounter. It was intense. I was bawling my eyes out. I'm like, wow, we've got it. We went to do a crusade uh, down in Peru, and I had this. And, and, and before we left, the, the real estate agent said, "You filled out your part of the deal. We're giving it to the other party. They're happy. I can't see anything standing in the way. When you get back, it'll all be signed off." Brilliant. I go away. We do these crusades. So God moved. It was great. Came back. And then what happened was, uh, as I'm landing, the, pl the plane's landing, my wife opens her email. She's at the airport to greet me. She goes, she said, Todd, um, the deal's fallen through. They've rejected our offer, even though they said they'd accept it. I'm like, you're kidding me. And we were like, that was a real blow. And then a very short time later, we found out that, that Belinda had miscarried the child. And we live in Adelaide and she was going to call the child Adelaide Joy. Adelaide Joy has been miscarried. And you're talking, you're talking, you know, it was rough. So we missed the build, missed out in the building. We, the baby was lost. We were, you know, you, you just don't sort of, you can, well, we praised God. We, we, we did. But it's just, you got to, there's a little bit of trauma, there's a bit of grief and you go, wow, that's intense. Someone, someone then, um, someone brings um, Belinda an orchid. And you know how orchids can live a long time and it was just, it hadn't, it hadn't flowered or anything like that. And it was as a commiseration, I'm so sorry, and here's this, here's this orchid. So lost the building, more importantly lost the child, called Adelaide Joy, I mean, because the prophetic significance. Like, <laughs> and that in itself, that could dovetail into so many things. And we're just like, so we sort of regrouped, um, you know, just looked to God. So anyway, about a year later, someone contacted us and said, oh, we found a building. Found a building and it's on the, it's on the, on the uh, 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 and this is where it is. And we looked and went, oh, my gosh, this building's amazing. And so the, what, what happened with the building is that we went, this is the building we're in now. This is incredible. And this is what's crazy. It was the same area, so the same territory, similar not only is it bluestone, which is rare, but this, it's made of sandstone. And we were told that the sandstone was from Israel. It's actually made from sandstone from Israel. They used to use it in ships as ballast. It's got Israeli sandstone. So who knows, you know, who's walked on the, the, the sandstone here? Cool. <laughs> hey, for all I know, it came from the Temple Mount, you know? And there's a bit of the Ark of the Covenant stuck in. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So it's, it, it, I'm going, this is amazing. And the day, I think the day we looked at the building, the orchid opened up and flowered for the first time ever and Belinda found out she was pregnant. That's a wheel. That's a wheel. That's a wheel. I started to look back. There was a certain time of year my wife and I would get sick. Uh, I nearly fell off the perch, as they say here. I, got, I was very ill. My wife got very ill. Then we overcame it and then the this cycle after cycle. God allows them to come around for us to overcome and make different decisions. And I started seeing wheels within wheels within, and it just, I'm like, what the heck? And so we made a different decision and we got a different outcome. So I believe that, that I'm postulating that wheels are real. You could call them cycles. And if the same cycles are coming around, uh, just recently, one of our leaders 
um, they had a father overseas who was unwell and the father who was unwell, um, their spouse's mother was unwell at the same time and uh, it was while we were engaged in a missions trip and that happened, that's happened before. Like the, the, all these things you cannot, the, the parallels are uncanny. That's because there's a glitch in the matrix and, and uh, it's, we're just, we're, we're, the, the, the symmetry of the universe is crazier than we think. So having a level of wisdom and understanding by the grace of God, I think that's allowed us to land this building, land our house and take things to a whole nother level. So that's, that's, yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a preamble introduction, I suppose. <laughs> that's just a preamble. That you know the um, that story is incredible. I mean, it really is. The idea of the flower, the baby, and the building all come in like this beautiful package. I mean, it's like wow, that is hugely significant. More than you can even really unpack right now, because I'm sure that a year, two, three from now there's going to be looking back and it's going to unravel more revelation on what all was transacting even now. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Because when you talk about cycles, we do have cycles. I mean, even fashion comes in cycles. Every 20 years, fashions repeat themselves. History repeats itself. Um, Even a a broken clock is is correct twice a day, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we go in cycles in our own lives, some of them are demonic cycles, some of them are godly cycles, some of, you know, and this is really, really important to understand. So, so I want to talk to you about connecting to breakthrough in cycles. I mean, because that's something that you're all about, right? And I'm all about it. I want to connect people, you know, the Bible says from glory to glory, not from, you know, kick in the face to kick in the face, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And we have a lot of people on the other side of this thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of them are even writing self-help books in the pit, right? And, and nothing wrong with being positive. But, I mean, he, what is the difference, first of all, between a person that's mm-hmm. manifesting and walking out breakthrough and someone that, you know, may not be those Like, what did you learn from going this situation from the last one? Well, firstly... Firstly, as I've taken a fair beating in my life and I want to learn the easy way, not the hard way. <clears throat> and so a lot of it, you've got self-help and self-help can, can work to a level. But at the end of the day, there are gates, windows and doors. Jesus is the door. Uh, and, and we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and our heart calls of praise. Self-help is not a gate that will deliver you. You will have a measure of success. You'll interact, whether you call it, you know, you read the book, The Secret and all of that. That's a limited, limited gate and door. It says, with all you get and get understanding, wisdom is the principal thing. And these are some of the things that I've learned that has changed my life. Um, And I, I, you know, I do have a lot of visions and dreams and the Lord speaks to me, but I want to see them manifest. I don't want to write a book of incredible encounters in my life's a mess. I really want to see... I want to see the harvest. I want to see people equipped and changed and transformed. <clears throat> so some key, some of the keys, we talked about the space-time continuum. Um, this is really interesting. The Lord gave me this recently, and this is the best way because the Bible is the ultimate self-referencing revelation. And if we can anchor our metaphors and our parables um, 
within the word. So, so this is what the Lord showed me. He started to speak to me about the road to Emmaus. Jesus had, it was crucified. He rose. There's two men walking from uh, Jerusalem to Emmaus. It's about, I don't know, 12 miles, a few hours walk. And so they're talking amongst themselves about Jesus, you know, and then he, he, Jesus walks alongside of them. And he, their eyes were restrained. And they said, he said, what are you talking about? He goes, are you, not the, are you the only one that doesn't know? Jesus, he, 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 we thought he was the Messiah. <clears throat> he did mighty miracles and this and that. He, we thought he was one of the saviors, but then they killed him. You know, but, but then there's a rumor that he's been risen from the dead, but then other people went to see there was no one in the tomb. And we just, so then Jesus then actually unpacked uh, the law. He wrote about Moses, the Psalms, the prophets, and he explained why the Messiah must be crucified and be risen. And so they're listening to him. And then they went and had communion at the end of that and their eyes were opened. And this is what the Lord showed me. Unless we understand faith, we see without faith it's impossible to please God. And we just need to know what that is. So the Lord showed me, he said, out of that, the minutes you say yes to Jesus, you say yes to Jesus, he comes alongside of you or in you in his fullness. The minute you say yes to Christ, you, you, you're, you're complete. You are complete. You not will be complete. You are complete. And then as you journey with him through the Psalms, through the prophets, through Moses, through the New Testament, as you journey, your eyes become open. So when your eyes are open, does that mean that that's when you had it? No. The second. See, here's the crazy thing. The, the desire of their hearts the source of all power, provision, and glory was with them from day from the first moment that journey was there. That's the, he, Jesus isn't going to manifest in a greater way. You've already got everything. Everything you have, healing, miracles, buildings, breakthrough, is already yours in Christ. The only thing that has to happen is we have to walk, journey until our eyes are opened. And our eyes are open not to what will happen. Our eyes are open to what already is. We're not waiting for a future event. Everything we need, we already have. And that's that time thing. Everything you need, you already have. So you don't physically walk with Jesus. Every time you read the Bible, you're journeying. Every time you meditate, you're journeying. Every time you praise him, you're journeying. Every time you yield, you're journeying. Every time you obey, you're journeying. Every time you pray in tongues, you're journeying. And as you journey, your eyes become open more and more and more to what already is. That house was always mine. This building was always, you know, our churches. God always had it. That perfect life partner for you, um, that amazing ministry, that financial, it's already yours. So here's the key. If you think it's a future event and I'm going to pray until it's going to manifest, you'll never see it. It's like a mirage that you, you'll see, oh, there's water on the horizon. And as you keep moving towards it, keeps moving back. That's hope. Hope keeps you in the game. We need hope. Hope makes things fun, but it is faith that brings things from one dimension to another. So, so what, what, we, what we teach people is to how to engage, how to engage. You go, I call it journeying into the now. Journeying into the now. Because, see, God's not going to do it. See, he has done it. When you read the epistles, it says, you, uh, Ephesians 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly blessing in Christ. Colossians, it says, 
he, he's the head of all principality and power, and you are already completing him. First uh, Corinthians says that the Holy Spirit's been given to us to show us the things God's already given us. Second uh, uh, Peter it says he has given us, he has past tense, give, already given us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the, the you know, the, the precious promises and the knowledge of God. I mean, it's already happened, Dan. It's already happened. Everyone in Christ is already blessed, already healed, already prospered. So we journey into the now. Now, as good as conferences are, man, we need them. But it's always about engaging the journey. In the mint, in the Western world, it's like this. Okay, I'll go to the conference. Give me the keys. Yep, yep. Oh, I know that. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I want, I want to get to the destination. That's not how God works. God goes, walk with me. Journey. I will meet you in the journey. I will meet you in the obedience. Walk with me, obey me, and I will manifest. We want it yesterday with no journey. And God says it's not about the destination. It's also the journey. It's a mindset, but you journey into the now. So I basically take the, the prophetic promises that God's given me and the biblical promises God's given me, and I started to thank God that I had them and, and speak them and decree them. And so you, 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 it's, so, it's foolishness to the natural mind. It's foolishness. But so, so, so that's the time continuum because, because Dan DeVal is already complete. Dan DeVal is already blessed. So as Dan DeVal drills into the now, it manifests in a time-space world in the future. I, I just want to say this. You know, you, you, you're nailing it. I mean, a, a lot of people are going to struggle with what you're saying, but it's true. And it's right because it says it in the word. And you gave a whole lot of scriptural references. I heard one person call that idea the eternal now. That what's in eternity is also right now. And time does not work the same way in spirit as it does in the natural. And, uh, you know, God can do the work of a thousand years in a day. Or you can take a thousand years to do what God would have liked you to do yesterday. Yes. Either way, you know, that's your choice. Yes, yes. You know, I, I remember there was a, a point in my life where God was like, Daniel, you cannot run out of money. He said, I am your provider. Heaven is your source. You can't run out. That was before we came under heavy attack. Ministry got hit. And I found myself putting thousands of dollars of my own money into bride to make sure that we paid all of our you know, expenditures on time and didn't have to default on anything and mess anyone up. And so I'm sitting there and the question in that situation becomes, is God a liar or, or was I just missing it? Mm -hmm. Did God actually connect me to heavenly resources or was I just dreaming it all up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because some people, you know, and this is the other side of it. It's like, you know, people find themselves in tough spots and they're like, yeah, I don't think that I like this message. No, you know what? Bride didn't go bankrupt and neither did I. As a matter of fact, that opportunity to see Bride unlocked more blessings for me. And now both prosper. That was a couple of years ago. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we're in a better place than we've ever been. And God is continuing to unlock things going into this coming season. And Todd, I'm telling you, whatever is coming in the next like year or two or 10, I don't know what it is, but something dynamic has shifted in the spirit realm. And I think that people are going to start stepping into radical shifts more often and more intensely uh, coming up soon here. And I don't know if you're getting that same resonation, not maybe. Yep. No, ab absolutely. I feel something's happened. I think that 
I think there's a lot, <coughs> a lot's happened in the political sphere, especially in America, and people are being awakened. Um, we've ta I've talked to you about the Daniel Company. Uh, Daniel recognised that uh, uh, he needed to, it was the end of captivity, and he needed to actually get before the Lord and call in the Cyruses. He probably didn't know it was going to be a bunch of Cyruses at the time. But there's an awakening around the body, and I think that we need to be delivered from this present evil age because even the church, the, 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 the message that I say is just walk the journey with the Lord Go deep into the now and it will manifest in time and space. He's faithful. Because people engage for a week or two and they get discouraged. And you go, no, you, 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 it has to get in your spirit. It get, see, if you, once, once you believe in your subconscious, you have everything you believe for. And that, that, that's, that, that's the paradox of be. It says be diligent to enter into rest. After God, after God created, after six days, he went into rest. And he wasn't lying in a couch somewhere just, you know, behind the mountain on the Garden of Eden. He went back into eternity. And when we discover that rest supernaturally, we are in eternity. We are in that spirit realm place. And it's like, that. that but, but people have to go on that road to Emmaus, read the word, meditate, praise God by faith, pray in the spirit, fast, give, sow, yield. But, but it always has to be that God has already blessed you. You're already blessed. You're already healed. You're already prosperous. And as you go deep into the now, it manifests in a timeless space, time space realm that will have a date attached to it. Don't look to the date. Don't look to the future. Go into the now that you already have. It. That's the key. That's walking by faith. And I understand there's a spirit-led reality. There are dreams and visions and, and specific strategies. But even if you have a prophetic word, it says in Timothy, wage warfare with the prophetic word. Don't sit there passively going, when's it going to be my turn? Um, that stuff gets, gets a little boring after a while. But God's, God says, walk with me. Walk with me and I will show you. I will give you, bring you to a place of fullness. Mm -hmm. It's exciting because we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. And, and I, I, you know, I, I obviously the whole, I want the whole body to come into that, obviously. You know, and I, I so appreciate the fact that you're bringing up journey journey walking it out you know i found that people that take a journey with the lord enjoy his blessings a lot more than people that get a yeah. handout yeah I'm, I'm just just gonna say it you know the yeah. handout yeah. people feel like, oh that's great i finally got what i deserve you know it's like this constant attitude when you're walking mm -hmm. out a journey with the lord you appreciate the blessings much more and i i, I don't know if you've ever run into this todd I love your prophetic gift. So can you prophesy me out of my journey? <laughs> I've got a word for you. Read your Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I love your gift. Can you give me a word that will help me to escape my fiery trial? Mm. I, I just need you to pray for me so I don't need the journey because it's not good for me. Help me, Todd. Mm, mm. Okay. Okay. This is a really good one. Wouldn't it be great if we could just do everything else for everyone? I mean, do, do everyone's walk for them. You can't, it, God won't allow it. I, I, I think um, I've got, I think I've got about another 10, 15 minutes. I, I, that, that segues in, 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 into this is that, God is in the journey. You can put it another way. You can call it process. 
you could call it disciple, discipline follower. You could, you could call it obedience. You could call it a number of things. If you abide and remain, continue with me and my words abide and remain, continue you. Ask whatever you desire, she'll be done for you. Let's just say someone says, Dan, I love your prophetic gift. Can you prophesy me out of my season? Well, what happens is this, is there's a time where the Lord might give you a word and it might be read the Bible or it might be something more specific. But I tell people, no gifting on my behalf will ever substitute disobedience on your behalf. Is that God wants us to actually, he, he, there's, there's wisdom, there's in, in process. Let me, let me just say this at the moment, is that a, a Daryl gave me the word the other day and when I came back from Myanmar and we're seeing a nation open up to us, another nation, which is another crazy thing. I was in Hong Kong and a spirit over Myanmar was talking to me while I was in Hong Kong going, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh. Anyway, we took care of that. But, but he, he said, he, I think it's Proverbs 27, 21. Silver is, for the, silver is for the crucible. Gold is for the furnace. But men are tested by their praise. And so you go... If someone's going through a fiery trial, don't get out of it. Go through it because that's a wheel. Don't, don't, don't go back to go, don't collect $200, you know, stay in jail or whatever. Is that go through, rip the Band-Aid off. And you can have a prophetic word that will encourage you, but God's bringing you through a process. He's, he's bringing you through a wheel, a cycle that he wants to promote. You see, the whole point of this is promotion. It's not the emotion. It's not like God's a sadist and he wants to see how much we can endure suffering. It's all, you know, it says, uh, 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 G Romans 12, it says, uh, fixing our eyes upon Jesus, author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus despised the shame of the cross, but the joy set before him. So I think that we can't, we actually can't get people out of this stuff. We can, we can prophesy encouragement and sometimes there will be on occasion a word will, you know, obviously we do deliverance like you guys. Some people have, have a devil or they got a, they've got fragments or they've got altars and, and those are terrible things. There's no doubt about it. But everyone is called to walk the road to Emmaus with the Lord. Paul realised that time and space was different 2,000 years ago and he didn't pray for more power. Listen to this carefully. He prayed that our eyes would be open to know what we already had, who we already were, and what had already taken place. It's all about eyes open that we're already, and the love of God does not disappoint because it's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit has been given to us. Um, he says a praise for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that, that the eyes of our understanding would be open. You, you can't pray that. People have to engage. They have to walk with the Lord. You, there's no shortcuts. Don't get me wrong. You could like be seeking the Lord and, and, and for weeks, maybe months, and then one day there's a tipping point, and then we preach the tipping point. Oh, this is what I did. This is the formula. It's, it's through exercising your spiritual senses. It's, and the fivefold is to equip people to do the work of the ministry, not to get them out of the, out of the furnace. Uh, you know, God help us if that's what we're doing. Otherwise, we're, 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 um, we're trying to uh, hack into a process that God has authored to actually refine people, bring them to a place of greater victory. You know, everything comes out of where you're, where you're at personally. So, so um, just one more thing before I give you a walk through the building. I talked about the time thing, the space thing, time and space. This is a semantic, but you pray for someone, you go, they go, you know, can you, can you, can you pray? Can you, can you, can I get healed of my cancer? 
And it's like, you know, if it's your cancer, we can't pray for it. If it's the devil's cancer, we can get rid of it. <laughs> Paul goes, my gospel. He goes, my, according to my, is it your gospel? Is it the gospel? That's a time-space thing. It's, see, see, in Christ, if you're joined to him, we're already healed and blessed. That's the journey into the now. But if it's your cancer or your cold or, or your debt, sorry, we can't do anything about it because you've already owned it. You've already owned it. So it's just, it's a whole, it's, it's, this is, this is the thing I was telling you just before. One of the major strategies God's going to bring in the harvest is by rebuilding the tabernacle of David. And Psalm 100, 100 verse 4 says, I'll enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And what happens, part of that is I will magnify the Lord. Now, Dan, you and I know that we are co-creators with God. We are called to co-create. And so when we, whenever we magnify, we birth. So when people, and let's just say you've got some people who listen to the podcast, they're depressed, they're broke, they're in the pit. What happens is God, uh, I had, a, I had a, a vivid dream where I was in a, in, a, in a region in captivity in a pit and it was quite some time ago. And I cried out, I was surrounded by demons and I lifted up my hands and said, God, get me out of this. And an audible voice came down and says, I already have. And I looked around, nothing had changed. That happened three times. And I'm thinking, what is God like? He's, he's cruel to me. I, I'm not delivered. I actually didn't believe that I was delivered. I actually believed I was still in the pit. And, and what had happened is that when we go through bad things, the, the, the tendency is to magnify them. If you magnify all the things that give you concern, depression, grief, and stress, you actually create a black hole, and that black hole has a gravitational pull, and that's a pit right there. That is, it, you, you are a co-creator. So God says, if you praise me, you magnify me, you enlarge me, and this is where it gets really cool. If we can get people, if you can get people praising God by faith, and the strategy God's given me is to engage with the Psalms. The Psalms are a lot more supernatural than we realize. It talks about regions of captivity, talks about heavenly places, talks about the courts of heaven. Oh, yes. Uh, talks about who, who, it talks about all these. The, the, the Psalms are so supernatural. Mm. But if you marry the praxis or the application of praising God, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What happens is you marry that with new creation realities, who we are already in Christ, that we're already healed, we're already blessed, we're already in him, we're already seated in the heavenly places. As we marry those two together, we actually magnify the Lord and the throne room of heaven isn't like the size of a, you know, Pontiac Stadium in, in Detroit or it's not the size of the White House. The size of the throne room of heaven is bigger than the galaxy. It's actually like, it's massive. Heaven is, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool, for goodness sakes. God is omnipresent. And so, so what happens as we go back and we praise him, we magnify him and we're connected to him, when we have to then, when we, when we come to that place of, of Mount Zion, you've not come to Mount Sinai, but you've come to, to Mount Zion, innumerable company of angels where the blood speaks better, things in the you know, blood of... Able and so on and so forth. What happens? Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm a lot bigger on the inside than I am the outside. As you hang with God in praise and you actually walk through those gates and come into those heavenly places that you're already seated in, when you have to go back and take authority over this, that debt, that fear, that cancer, 
you've magnified the Lord. Mm. When you go back, it feels like you're going back to your old kindergarten in the sand pit with all the buckets and the spades and you're taking authority over little kids because you're with God. Your problem is nothing to God, mm. but you've magnified your problem. You've shrunk your God. You've magnified your problem. And your worry about your problem is worse in God's eyes than your problem. Your problem is easy to God, but your worry shuts God out. You magnify it, you shrink God. Where's the biblical example? I'm glad you subconsciously asked. Uh, it's, 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 it's Zechariah chapter 4. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O mountain? You will be a plain uh, Zerubbabel, you lay the capstone with shouts of grace, grace. So when we magnify the Lord, our mountains shrink to flat spaces. And that's because we are co-creators. And that's where you actually, that time-space continuum, space-time continuum, we're already blessed. We have all things in Christ. But your problem isn't massive. It's easy to God, but we magnify it. We get overwhelmed. We shrink God. The little God trying to, move a big problem and it's a lie it's all a lie this is why we just got to continually praise god magnify him magnify him giant god tiny cancer giant god tiny debt giant god tiny family problems giant like, like so that's the, that's where we're, we're in the spirit realm as you know space and size and matter is is very different to here so there you go <laughs> well, let's, um, and, and for those of you that are listening on the podcast, obviously you cannot see what God's about to show us. For those of you that are watching this on YouTube, uh, you're going to get a little tour of my friend's building. So let's get the quick tour, Todd. And then we're going to let you go because I know that we're out of time. I'm jumping on a plane. That's right. So this is, this is one room. You guys are going on YouTube. Okay, this is just one room. And this is just one of our, one of our functions, fun, function sensors. We've, we've actually, hello, Christina. Okay, so we are going down. This is, this is uh, 18, the blue stone here is 1880-something. This is the sandstone at the end of the hall. So it's a whole complex, okay? As I said to people, I've never been so happy to have a complex in my life. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so and then we go down through here okay they can put the silences on the set they're doing some we're doing some slight renovations this is our um one of our foyers we've got a number of them we've got very uh, beautiful hardwood floors and this is a sanctuary that's being renovated uh okay here we go we should adjust to the light on oh, the lights on good Absolutely beautiful. So that's the, that's the ceiling. And um, it's a, a certain type of hardwood. And the people that the, the, the uh, chairs were donated with the building. Um, we have this beautiful stained glass. So you have scriptures all on the stained glass and people, soldiers that, that died during World War I are up on there. Um, this is our stage. Whoops. That's our stage. And this is, this, is where we, this is where we project our images. Um, and again, the, the Lord uh, talked about spiritual renaissance, about creativity and art. And um, yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing, amazing place. There's 17, well, I could, I could change it from uh, um, 
sort of dreams to McDonald's because it is the golden arches. Um, but basically, yeah, there's 17 of those. We're about to do a, um, a sculpture up the back that has 17 pipes. So we, that, that, image, that image in the front there, basically we project images of uh, you know, images that, that um, glorify God. And that's the, that represents the, the seer realm on the other side of the wall. We're going to put up um, about the names of God on different pi uh, the pipe organ that we've recycling, and that represents the Nabi, the spoken free flowing thoughts realm. So it's it, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, one point seven for seventeen Augusta Street on the first of the seventh seventeen in the year five seven seven. My son's ten, my daughter's seven, and uh, you know, and, and f yeah, I'm forty nine seven sevens, and oh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So we're a uh, it's, it's walking in the manifestation of that blessing, really. Let's turn this around. Todd. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I am with you, my friend. That, I mean, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see it in person. Um, but I know that you have a flight. And so folks, we have been talking to Todd Weatherly. By the way, you can find him and Field of Dreams at www.fieldofdreams.org.au. Thank you for taking time to hang out with me today, Todd. And folks, until next time, God bless. And God Looking forward to February. Amen. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com.